And that's where I stop. The tears did not drop. The tears will never drop when I find out that anyone from my past is getting married. Because marriage is a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But how do you feel, tasters, when your exes get married? Do you feel like Vesta? Congratulations. Or does your heart stop and the tears drop? Does it make you happy to know that somebody from your past is jumping the broom? Or does it make you say, nigga, you get married? <laughs> oh, shit. We'll talk about it today. Welcome to my table. It's tasty. Too tasty. <laughs> Listen, y'all gonna get this podcast. Like I told y'all, the beginning of these playoffs. This podcast ain't going nowhere. Happy Tuesday, tasters. Welcome to my table and to another episode of Tasty Top Picks. What is going on, everybody? Well, first, I need to ask, what you think about my intro? How many of look, my tasters that's up there, look, the 35 and over crowd. Do y'all remember listening to Vesta Williams when you were young? I do. I'm 46 this year, and as you're listening, actually, I'll be 46 in a few days. And I can remember Vesta singing so deeply. She would sing her heart out about love and romance. And how many of my tasters remember Vesta was a big girl when she was at her peak of popularity singing. And you know, a lot of times people say that that weight is what gives you your voice. How many of you tasters believe that? I heard that years ago. They said that being like, I guess, robust or husky in your, your size, look fat, damn it. It does something to give your voice more strength. And they were saying that opera singers back in the days, they maintain, you've seen a lot of heavy set opera singers because they said there's something about the strength of your voice, the weight did something to increase that. Like, I wonder, like, look at our biggest singers today. Look, it done got to the point where you don't even have any big, real R&B singers. And when you do, they stand out. Let's shout out to um my tourist woman, Lizzo. You know, she ain't one of my faves, but just imagine if Lizzo was to drop a bunch of weight. I wonder if her voice would be as powerful and as strong. It's something to think about. But yeah, um, I had to start with Vesta because that is going to take us into today's main course but let's um start out with my mentals my mentals mentally you know what i feel like i'm in a decent place because the weather has changed for the past week we have gotten some real nice temperatures in new york city for two days straight this past week we actually had temperatures over 80 degrees it's like summertime came early and look summertime came early and um I better get my shit together. Look, we all do it every year. A lot of us like, oh, shit, I, I, I ain't been exercising and working out. But we all know why. Look, I talk about my body out all the time and I blame it on my pain. You know, sciatica, it, it does not make you feel good about working out. The last thing on my mind is doing anything. Stretching, squats, crunches, none of it. 
But you know what? Something about the sunshine. I guess we can blend it today. My mentals and my body body. Something about the sunshine. It makes me feel better. It's like a real. Like they said that vitamin D is real. Because um, one of my friends asked me, do you take vitamin D? And honestly, I was on a prescription vitamin D supplement. That you would take once weekly. And I ran out of the prescription. I haven't been back for a doctor's visit in quite a while. And so my prescription hasn't been renewed. And I actually feel better right now without the vitamin D pill than I did when I was taking it. Tasters, I'm really starting to think that I've got that seasonal affective disorder. I'm going to look into that. I might need some couch time because of that. I'm so serious. It's like winter time really gives me the fucking blues. I'm really wishing that I was one of those people that could work remotely and just be somewhere hot during New York City's winter and come back here in the summertime. Because one thing about New York City, summer in New York City is dope. Ain't nothing like it. And I go places. The only place that I haven't experienced in summer is California. But in California, it's summer year round. You know, so, but I just hear that, you know, Cali is just a fun place, period. Depending on where you go and what you do, that, you know, their nightlife is just incredible. But yeah, New York City, our nightlife in the summertime is just so wonderful. And I feel like my body feels it. It responds to what it knows is coming up. So, anyway, that's my body, body, and my mentals. And uh, one thing I will say, coming up on my 46th birthday, I was saying, you know, um, I'll talk about it when it's done. So there's a little something that I've planned. It's coming up. Something that I threw together. Nothing major. Nothing huge. It's not a party. So any of my tasters listening who would say, well, what the fuck about my invite? It's not a party. It's actually something very tight, very small. But I just felt like I wanted to celebrate me this year. And mentally, one of my pet peeves is being ignored. So I sent the word out to a couple of my people, you know, friends, family, and, you know, one or two got back to me. And then you got the handful that didn't at all tasters. I mean, not to say yay or nay. I will, I won't. I can't. I don't want to. I may not be able to. And that really bothers me because um, I'm not the type of person. If I can't go, I'm going to let you know. And if I can't, I'm going to let you know. But I'm never just going to ignore you. And then you know what? I get real ignorant in my thoughts sometimes. You know, I start putting everything on, especially with my women in my life. Like, I bet if it was a nigga asking them to go somewhere, they'd have an answer right away. But, you know, being that it's just Stella, you know, they ain't got nothing to say. They'll get back to me when they get back to me. But I know one thing's for certain and two damn things for sure. Don't just not reply and then show up. Because that's not going to be a nice time. I'm funny about shit like that. How do you all feel about that? Like, even with, like, you know, being at today's main course, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's, it's about marriage. Look, it's springtime and love is in the air and it is wedding season. How do you feel about people not replying? No RSVP about your wedding day and actually just showing up. Tasis, have you ever experienced that? Have you done that? Have you just not told somebody whether or not you were going to actually attend their wedding and just slid your ass into the church pew that Sunday or what's what most wedding days is? What's the cheap day? That Thursday or, or, or Friday morning or afternoon just came and strolling to the church and waiting for your seat at the reception table without saying that you was going to be there? Who does that? And if you do it, you ain't right. 
So anyway, yeah, but that's where my mentors are at. And what are your mentors like? Again, shout out to my dedicated listener, Butter, who told me that I need to start asking my tasters about their mentors. Oh, and speaking more about my mentors, I need to say hey to Taster Tam. She made my day. She actually might have made my year. She's the reason why. She's one of the reasons why I feel like I want to celebrate Stella this year, even though 46 is not a milestone. Tam sent me a DM talking about my last episode um, that the dating pool is rigged. She said that she actually had her young son listening to it. So he knows how to maneuver out here in these dating streets when it's his time. And that touched me. Like, really, Tam? Your son? That's a big deal. Let me find out Stella's out here teaching the youngsters. Teaching the youth how to get their minds right and be right to each other out here in this dating world. Because love is a big deal. Yes, we all need to know how to count money and save money and buy homes and protect our peace. But love is big, too. And we're not always given the tools necessary to, to build ourselves within love in these terrible love streets because the love streets are terrible like i said the dating game is rigged go back and listen to that episode but yeah um cheers to you tam you know i i really appreciate you and if you lived in new york city i i would have invited you to my my uh birthday shindig i don't even want to call it a shindig it's just a little something like i said i'm not going to talk too much about it because it ain't even happened yet truth be told i don't even know what the fuck i'm wearing <laughs> But you know what? I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be drunk. And I'm going to enjoy myself. And it's going to be a good time. No matter who shows. And speaking of shows, tasters. How many of you all watch Snowfall? I got to admit. I had eliminated myself from Snowfall viewership way back in like season three. I feel like after John Singleton passed away like he did. It kind of... I felt like you could tell that his presence was no longer there. Like certain people have a touch when it comes to directing and producing. And John Singleton just had a touch and it's like his stamp was gone. That's like if all of a sudden somebody took over for Spike Lee and started doing his movies instead of him. We would feel it. There would be no more people looking like they on roller skates on the sidewalk. You know, there would be no jazz music playing for absolutely no reason in the background. You know, turning Brooklyn into a a, a whole uh, jazz cabaret. Like, we would feel it if Spike Lee was no longer doing his own films. Or even Tyler Perry. Just imagine if all of a sudden Tyler Perry was no longer in charge of the direction of his films. You know, people would have better looking wigs. Their acting would probably be more, like, believable. But we would know, mm-mm. This ain't Tyler. This is not Tyler Perry's doing. Who's responsible for this? That's no T, no shade. And, um, oh, also as far as TV viewing, have you all gotten into the SWV Escape show on Bravo TV? Is it Bravo? I think it is. I haven't watched it. But me and um, I want to shout out my favorite down south cousin, Glenn PJ. We're having a discussion earlier. So anyway, with this show, it's SWB and Escape. It should be a blend of the two groups because that's what it was supposed to be. But it's it's turned into a versus. Who's better? Who's more popular? All I got to say is 
SWV against Escape. Let's think about Leon in the Temptations movie as David Ruffin. And all I have to say is, ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. In my mind, Escape is Otis. SWV is David Ruffin and the rest of the Temptations. That's all I got to say. Like I was telling my cousin, if something happened and I bought a ticket for an Escape and SWV show, and something happened and SWV had to drop out and cancel and it was Escape only, I would want my money back. But if it were to occur that during an Escape slash SWV tour and I bought a ticket and Escape dropped out, I still want to see SWV perform. How many of you tastes? Look, in the battle between Escape and then there's all this other controversy that I'm not even going to get into about those Scott sisters from Escape and all this other mess. And, you know, it being said that SWV isn't as popular as Escape. Just look at their numbers online. Fuck the numbers online. Let's look at the album sales. Yeah. I got to be real with you. I probably only got maybe two Escape songs in my entire playlist. My catalog, mm-mm, not, yeah, their, their catalog to me wasn't large enough or interesting enough for me to just have several songs. But SWV, I can go on and on and on. Their first album, I could just play with no skips. Like, let's just talk about Use Your Heart. That was one of my favorite SWV songs of all all time. And SWV is one of those groups that can go from singing ballads, the fun, turned up, get sexy and all of it. Like with Escape, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's just something about Escape. They, they just never did it for me. And then I heard that, um, who was it? Tiny was trying to come for SWV, tell my how they dress him. Oh, I see they ain't wearing Timberlands no more. That, when I read that Comment. It was like, I know you fucking lying. Not coming from a group that came out wearing flannel shirts and sunglasses and had an album called Off the Hook with a phone hanging out the ceiling. Like, are you shitting me? Like, don't please don't come from New York City because you will definitely lose in that battle. As I was saying, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. And, um, yeah, Use Your Heart was one of my favorite favorite SWV jams. That song, you know when I would play that song, remember when you would get with a this is for my tasters that really know about love, my men and my women. You ever had songs that you would play on repeat when you get with a particular person when you really feeling them? Like they said, loving you is like a song I replay every three minutes and 30 seconds every day. Yeah, shout out to Lauren Hill for that line. I felt like that with Use Your Heart. Whenever I thought I was in love when that song dropped, I could play that song back to back. Remember what Taj did with that song? She damn near turned Use Your Heart into opera. Remember her whole, that, that run, that, is that what they call a run? When she jumped into the, just a second, I look at my watch's dial. You held me, pampered me like a child. Oh, I love that. Like, I felt this shit in my soul. Because I know what that feels like. So, again... In the verses between SWV and Escape, when I watched that verses, it was SWV all day for me. Again, Escape never did it for me. But 
you know, to each his own. There are people that like and love them, I guess. But um, shout out to Funky Dineva, one of my favorite um, YouTubers, bloggers, whatever you call it. He was saying that when they were talking about Escape having bigger numbers online, of course you do. And that is all due to Candy Burris and her influence as a housewife. She is and has been for a very long time part of the cast of Real Housewives of Atlanta. And like Funky Doniva said, you know the viewers who watch the Real Housewives show? You got dedicated viewers. And them little old white ladies is watching Real Housewives of Atlanta are not coming out to see no damn Escape perform. So though you may have three, four million followers online because of Real Housewives of Atlanta, do you have that many people who would stand in line to purchase tickets to an escape show? Mm, I'd like to see it. But anyway, again, it's springtime and love is in the air. And you know what happens when love is in the air and it gets warm outside? People like to get married. It's wedding season. When do you think wedding season starts? I think wedding season starts as soon as spring hits. People start planning weddings. That's when you hear people say, well, yeah, you know, um, I'm doing my wedding in the spring before it gets too hot. Or I like the hot weather, weather because I'm having an outdoor affair. What do you all want, tasters? We spoke about that before. I just know I want my wedding to be lit, a turn up. I don't want it to be no boring religious experience with people sitting around nodding off. I want people to eat, drink, dance, and be merry and celebrate my marriage to Idris Elba when he drops that woman that he's with. <laughs> because Idris Elba will forever be my husband in my mind. Oh, and speaking of Idris, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, I got... um caught up in this season six the final season of snowfall and it is really amazing like at first i was like i don't want to but then i see that they visited africa in the season and no spoiler here but they do have an episode called the door of no return where they visited ghana and that was so deep to me shout out to who's ever producing and directing snowfall since john singleton's been gone or at least this final season because that was wonderful they actually went to ghana for the filming and the actress gail bean i was listening to her on another one of my favorite podcasts she was a guest on poor minds and she was saying that she actually has been to ghana more than once has a family member that lives out there and has loved ghana to the point where she's having a house built out there so, Tasis, I have not yet visited Ghana, but Snowfall, the Door of No Return episode, has made me really want to go. I mean, that's definitely on my list. There's no way I'm not going to make it to Ghana. I promise you, before my 50th birthday, I'm going to go in December for the Ghana Return. That is the Ghana festival that lasts for days, maybe even weeks, where everybody's like, come back to Ghana, come back home, because apparently a large group of Africans that were taken to the Americas and the Caribbean during the Atlantic slave trade may have been from Ghana, you know, allegedly according to DNA and history books. So Ghana does this whole thing where all the celebrities come and everybody parties and they really, it's, it's damn near like the Caribbean, how they turn up. It's just fet, fet, fet. I don't know if they call it fetting in Ghana, but I'm definitely going to go. And Tay says you need to go online and follow a bunch of sites. You got Travel Divas, um, No Madness, Haitian Nomad. You got a lot of sites that go to these places. They may not be going just for the return for the 
for the turn up, but they definitely visit several portions of Africa and they have a good time doing it. You need to get into it and make sure you got your coins ready because I'm here to tell you these trips are not cheap. Like it ain't like you can't, there's never going to be a time where you can go online and just book a trip to anywhere to the motherland for under four or $5,000. I promise you that if you can find it, show me cause I'd like to go. And then when you get to Africa, with all of the different countries, you want to have experiences. Nobody just goes to Africa just to go. No, you want to do things. You want to eat good. You want to shop. You know, all the markets. You want to support black business. You want to see things. They got safaris and hot air balloon rides. Like, Africa's huge. Big Africa. So, if you will make it there, let me know. Let's talk about it. And speaking of big Africa, what do you think about African honeymoons? That would be awesome since we're talking about getting married. Just imagine a honeymoon where you're just visiting three, four different countries on the African continent. Yeah, that's some sexy stuff. And I'm sure that there are couples out here who have done it, you know, who can afford it or have planned it and made it that way. I think I would forfeit an expensive wedding to have a very expensive and wild adventure with my husband on a honeymoon. But anyway, speaking of husbands and honeymoons and summer, um, let's talk about fitting into the wedding dresses. Tasters, what do you all think about this controversial new drug that is used for diabetes? It's a shot. And it's been discovered that this diabetes drug is causing people to lose weight. And people are losing so much weight, in fact, that they are getting prescriptions for this drug. It's some sort, it's a diabetic shot. And it's a shot to the stomach. And they are losing pound after pound. They said the average weight loss on this weekly shot is 25 pounds. So what you think about that, Tasters? Is this going to be a shot girl summer? Hmm, I don't know. Shout out to my friend and Taster Lachey. We was talking about that. You know, all that glitters ain't gold. You might lose a couple of pounds, but what else are you losing with a weekly injection to your stomach, directly to the belly, just a shot in the belly, and all the fat disappears? What else is disappearing? Are you losing brain cells? Are your bones getting brittle? Is anything happening to your organs? I, again, it just, it's, it's unbelievable. Who'd have thought? How long were they cooking this up in the laboratory? How did they discover? Well, I guess they were diabetics that were using the drug and they noticed that they were losing weight. And it's like, hey, there's something to this. But why is that shot making people lose weight? What you think of that, tasters? So anyway, what brings us to the table today? So again, it's wedding season. It started and I've noticed that a couple of males from my past, including an ex that I was very serious about, have been jumping the broom. How do my tasters feel about hearing that people that they were involved with, whether it was serious or somebody who was just, you know, screwing around with a little bit, is actually getting married? Like, how does it affect you? I'm going to tell you how I've been affected by two. Let's talk about the, the positive first. It's a gentleman that I was involved with several years ago, and we were very serious. He was my boyfriend, and it got back to me that he was getting married. And you know what? I was actually very happy to hear that. He's a good dude, nice guy. But as the songs say, 
We loved each other. We just couldn't get along. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm I'm almost 46. So, yeah, these are the songs that are in my mind on repeat and in my background. I grew up listening to, you know, the stylistics and Blue Magic and Teddy Pendergrass and, and all the greats. So, when I pull out some of the songs, and I know my younger taste is probably like, who that? If you don't know, look it up. But, um, yeah, so this gentleman from my past... When it got back to me, he was getting married. You know, I, I got to be honest with you. I think the first thing that you do, my first reaction, and I don't know if you tasters go through this when you hear that somebody from your past is about to get married, you reflect on who that person was. Look, are you congratulating them, tasters? Are you saying, get the fuck out of here? Well, with this first one, it was really, a, I'm happy for him. He's a good guy. You know, he just wasn't for me and I wasn't for him. You know, we never had anything really crazy. Our breakup wasn't even that terrible. It was a breakup like any other breakup. Nothing major. Nothing to even do a tasty topic about. So when it was told to me that he was getting married, I actually felt good for him. Because that's something that I will say he was. As he and I were together, he was definitely marriage-minded. He was marriage-minded family oriented serious about the whole thing again some people just ain't for each other you know they talk about soulmates and what's that other word that they use what's what is it a fire yeah there's some other word that people came up with a term besides soulmates to talk about that one like your serious one that person that you were spiritually bound to be with in this lifetime and through other lifetimes and i don't think he and i ever shared that connection which is why he and i aren't married or never even got close to it and he is married today and again i am genuinely happy for him because he was actually a good dude when i say a good dude you know just a overall, you know, the first thing people might say is, well, what the hell, if he was so good, why you didn't stay with him? Again, we just were not for each other. But he was great in the sense that when we were together, things were nice. We would have fun. We would do all of the romantic things that couples do when they're together. There was just something missing. You ever be with somebody and after it's over, you don't miss them. You don't think about them. They don't think about you. You know how you, you see all these posts about they always come back. No, they don't. Sometimes they don't. And when they don't, you don't give a shit. And they don't give a shit either. They don't come back and you're not looking for them to come back. You're not looking to go back. To me, those are the easiest breakups of all. I have to be very honest with you, Tasters. Our breakup was so smooth that it kind of fucked with me that I didn't get an invite. I always thought that he and I, the way we ended was just so, is the word amicable, that I might have got an invite. Like, hit me in the DM. Like, hey, but I can understand why you wouldn't want me there. I'm joking when I say I felt away. But uh, you know what? I wouldn't have felt the way had I gotten an invitation. I wouldn't have said nothing crazy. Like, well, what the fuck he want me at his wedding for? What, what you trying to play me? Or oh, tastes? what you think about that? I know people who do shit like that. I've heard it. I know people. I actually had a gentleman tell me that when he got married, the reason why he invited an ex or two to his wedding basically was to be messy. It was something to the effect of, yeah, to show them, to show them what they were missing and, and what kind of man I really am since they seemed to doubt me. 
Why on your wedding day would you want to carry that type of energy down the aisle? I wouldn't even want that spirit over my big day. Like, who gives a damn what any of my exes think or feel or believe about me to the point where I would invite them just so they could see? It's like, what your concern that day should be the person that you love. Like, honestly, tasters on my big day, I want it to be so deep. Like, I'm going to shout out my bestie. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm going to put her business out there. On her wedding day, it was so beautiful. She got married on the beach. The moment between she and her husband when they were exchanging their vows was so dramatic in a good way and so romantic. It felt like they made us disappear. I'm serious. It felt like it was just them two. And we were like literally on the outside looking in. Even though we were all there, it felt like this is their moment. Like there was just some sort of force field around them. A big love force field around them that none of us could penetrate. Not that we would want to, but... It just felt like it was their moment and I was happy to be there to witness it. But it was just so wonderful. To me, that's what your wedding day should be about. Not about settling old scores or showing people up or looking back like, hmm, look at me, bitches. Yes, I'm getting married. You see joke posts about that too. I would never look back on everybody like, hi, look at me. I feel like if I have to look back on anybody in my wedding like that, be it the wedding party or any of my invited guests, it, it ain't meant to be. My day is not supposed to go that way. So anyway, again, out of the two that we're going to discuss today, he is somebody that I was genuinely happy for because he is actually a decent human being. You know how in some of our breakups or dealings with people, we can honestly say the person was a piece of shit. They were garbage. They were trash. With him... I could never say that. Like, there's only a handful of men from my past that if I hear that they've gotten married, I could actually say, I'm so happy for them and I feel joy in my heart for them. And he's one of them. A couple of others, it's like if I heard that they, you know, had become husbands or had a big wedding, it's not that I wouldn't feel joyful, but I wouldn't even give a shit, you know? So, shout out to him. Congratulations to him and to who I'm sure is a beautiful wife because, you know, he, he loved the fine, sexy thing. How about this, Tasis? You ever wonder when you do hear about your exes getting married if you don't know what the woman looks like? Or to my male Tasis, if you don't know what the husband-to-be looks like. You ever wonder if they look anything like you? <laughs> Any similar similarities? Like if they favor you at all? Built like you? Look for my ladies? You wonder if like, oh, I wonder if she's shaped like me. Is she thick? Is she thin? Tall? Short? How light is she? Is she dark? Is she chocolate and beautiful? Is she caramel? I wonder if she's mixed. Like, sometimes you wonder, just out of curiosity. I know I do. But, um, with this gentleman, again, from my past, I don't know anything about what his ex looks like. Well, what my ex's wife looks like. You know, he's my ex. And, um, I don't think I care to know, but I was just curious. And again, shout out to him. I hope their marriage lasts forever. I don't even know nothing about no honeymoon. But I hope if they went on a honeymoon that it was beautiful. And there's that. Now let's go into number two. Male from my past, number two. And I'm glad I left him at number two. 
Because this man is actually a pile of shit. So, tasters, let's talk about hearing that a pile of shit from your past is getting married. What do you feel about that? So, anyway, it got back to me that a no good, flaky, whack job piece of shit that I actually discussed in the Tasty Topic. You'd have to go all the way back to my summer shame. Um, It's getting married. And I'm going to put his shit out there. He's a very public person. Um, he likes to be seen, likes to be heard. He's out there. I'm just going to leave it at that. And um, it got back to me. It got to me that he is getting married. I've actually run into him and this fiance of his at several events because he is a New York City guy, just like I'm a New York City gal. And we have bumped heads. And, you know, he's such a piece of shit and a no good bastard that you can't even run into him with this poor woman that he is about to drag down the aisle and I'll tell you why I feel that way um you can't even say hello to him because he's gonna act like he doesn't see you or doesn't know you and then the type of piece of shit he is ladies if you ever encounter somebody like this he's the type of piece of shit that act like he don't know you or don't see you while he's walking with his fiance. And don't be shocked if several months after that. Or weeks even. You get a, a phone call from him. Or a mysterious call from a blocked number. I'm just saying. He didn't do that to me. But it wouldn't have shocked me. So anyway. This is what I feel. It was like a wow moment. And when I found out he was getting married. It was really like a nigga. You get married? Look. What lie did you tell what type of deceitful crap did you put on this woman for her to fall for you and believe that you are somebody that should be a husband? Because let me tell you why I taste this. Um, I don't believe that people change that quickly. I understand that, you know, we all grow and we all learn from our mistakes, but not overnight. And the saying is that a leopard doesn't change its spots. And when it comes to being a no good, just good for nothing who is not worthy of marriage. Yeah, I'm going to put it out there because men do it. Men love sitting around telling about what woman isn't good enough to marry and who ain't wife material and who's not worthy. A man of his caliber is not worried, worthy of marriage. He is a leopard in the love game. He's a leopard and leopards don't change their spots. Let's talk about a timeline. When he and I started messing around because that's what we do we're doing during our summer of shame my summer of shame well i could call it our summer of shame because he and i got into some real heavy heavy duty messing around that summer um came to me based on the premise that you were single that you were super single and now that I'm looking at how things going, and when I say a timeline, all of his information is public. What this man has actually done is posted um, his invitation publicly, the photo shoot. You know, he and his poor fiance did this magical photo shoot. And she's actually a beautiful woman, you know, very athletic, you know, lean, fit, you know, buzz cut. Really athletic looking woman, you know, very clean cut, real like big, nice smile. You know, she gives me Iyala Van Sant in the face. Like, you know, 
when I see her pictures, like, yeah, she's definitely giving Iyanla. You know how Iyanla has the really big teeth and the, the full lips and the really, really full nose and things in the short hair. Like, she and Iyanla Van Zandt could be twin sisters, so... Um, so we'll call her Iyanla. So, wow. Jackass, that's what we'll call him. Jackass and Iyanla have all of their business posted. He actually did a, a montage of events between them. And I started doing the math. And the math ain't mathing. In the montage that he posted from start to finish, from when they met to when he proposed, basically, you were lying to me. And lying to others. While you were telling women that you were 100% single. And looking for love. You had actually already found love. You had locked into the one that you thought that you loved. And that you knew that you were going to marry. So again, he has all of their business posted online. And I'm not just talking about Instagram. I don't follow him on Instagram. He pops up on timelines for other shit. Like, you know, relationship um, goals and coaching and guidance and black love pages and all this other bullshit he's a bullshit nigga so when i looked at the you know did the math it was like okay so when you were saying that you were single you actually weren't and then i wonder because it's like so scary how deceitful and disgusting men can be um i spent a lot of time in this man's home so, I'd been to your home on several occasions. I'm not going to say where was she, but where was your respect for this woman? Because, see, when I get engaged to be married, and that's definitely going to happen, the last thing I would want to disrespect my fiancé by doing is having other men. Let's just say I was disgusting and still tipping and cheating and out here just living my best life. Until I got married. Why have it in your home? That's something that men are very sloppy about. And he was that sloppy type of man. So I'm reading the timeline. Because I was reading it out of curiosity. Shit. The man. You're, you're loud and proud about it. Then I look back through old um, messages from him. Two or three numbers that I had to block him. From you know calling me. Contacting me. And there were messages where he was hitting me, letting me know that he had moved. I wasn't interested in whether or not he moved because I was no longer interested in him. Um, asking me why I didn't want to speak to him anymore. There was a time where he actually approached me publicly. This is all within his line of events with this beautiful Iyanla Van Zandt of a woman that he is about to marry soon. Um... He actually approached me publicly at a space where I felt really uncomfortable. And I had to tell him, like, get away from me. Like, get the fuck out of my face. I have no interest in you. I don't want to talk to you. Please don't embarrass me publicly. And it's just making me look back like, with all of that shit, with you being damn near a stalker, a liar, um, a narcissist. Like when I think about that word, he's one of the only, I swear out of all the men that I've dated, he's only maybe one of two that I can say that 
the definition of narcissist was them. If you open up a dictionary and look for a picture of a narcissist, it would be him side by side with another guy that I dated. He was really that. And, um, you know, very full of himself. And it's like, again, nigga, you get married? All I could think about is why. How and why? Like, what did you say? Because in my mind, taste is whatever happened that this man is getting ready to be somebody's husband, none of it can be based on fact. Or whatever foundation that they have built is definitely a foundation of lies. Because if this woman knew, and this is just me I'm talking about, only God knows who else is in the batch of women that he was lying to while he was heavily involved with this fiance of his. Like if she only knew what Aaliyah said, if your girl only knew that I don't want to kick it with you, like what would she do? And that's my question to my tasters, especially my women. How would you feel? What would you do if you found out that the man that you were about to marry was actually a no good bastard behind your back. When I say no good, chasing behind other women, begging other women for sex, approaching them in the streets, wondering why they don't answer their calls. Would you want to know that? I got to think about that. You know what? I would want to know. Would you want to know that or would you say F that shit, the venue is paid for, this honeymoon is booked, I can't wait to get to Tulum with this motherfucker, I can't wait to walk down the aisle and put on this big fancy dress and show off in front of my friends and family, I don't care what that bitch said in the DM, I don't care what anonymous text I got, I already done ordered this cake, I done booked my MUA, my hair, I can't wait to see myself with this hairstyle. I've been saving it on my Pinterest wall for three years. I did all the praying. I burnt candles. And this has come true. This man wants to marry me. I don't give a fuck if she says that she's pregnant. So what if she said that he burnt her six months ago? That is their business. I moved on from that and I'm getting married. Is that what you would say, tasters? My ladies, is that how you would take it? If a woman were to approach you to let you know that your husband-to-be just wasn't right, would you shun her? Would you want to fight her? Would you let the man that you're going to marry know, hey, somebody got back to me with a couple of nasty, unpleasant things about who you are as a man. But you know what? I'm going to let them go. All I want you to know is this shit stops today. And whatever you were doing before today... Better never happen again. Because I feel like with a lot of marriages, especially when you hear about marriages falling apart, that has to be what it was. Because you can't tell me that every woman who gets married to a piece of shit, to a clown, to a lame, to a fuck nigga, to a man who just ain't worthy. Every woman that gets married to a man like this was just in the dark. You had no idea that he was this type of man. Until six months in, or six weeks in, or the night of your wedding, the day after. You had no idea that you shouldn't have married him until he just sprung bullshit on you. That is bullshit. 
and I'm not buying it. But again, I want you to send, yeah, email me about that. Hit me at M-I-Z-I-R-O-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. Let me know what you want to hear with the man that you are getting ready to boogie down the aisle with is somebody that maybe you shouldn't marry. Me, I want to hear it. Tell me. I don't give a fuck. Everything will be canceled that day. I'm sorry to all my tasters. If you bought a nice dress. If you purchased your first pair of red bottoms for my wedding. If you booked a nice hotel near the venue. Or if I do a destination wedding. Oh, that's another thing. I don't know, tasters. If I had a destination wedding coming up. And everybody's flying to Spain or Brazil or Jamaica. To watch me marry my man. And then I get a phone call. Or get confronted by a woman who says. By the way. Congratulations. But your fiance and I. Was fucking down the place last night. Didn't that happen in. um Best man this last one. The final chapters. With um Terrence Howard. And the lady that plays his wife. In that series. Oof. Like, I wouldn't know what to do if it was a destination wedding. I, I think, you know what, I'd probably just go through with the wedding just to save face and save everybody money and divorce that nigga as soon as we made it back to the States. <laughs> we definitely wouldn't be sleeping in the same bed together during um during our nuptials or afterwards. But yeah, I would want to know. But here's another question to my tasters regarding exes jumping the broom. Would you... Be the person to tell a woman that you know that the man that she's about to marry is not the one. Because you got so much dirt on him that it would devastate her. And it would just not be within your heart to keep it from her. How many of my tastes feel like that? See, I'm different. I'll keep it to myself. Like, I'm looking at Iyanla. And I see that she's about to marry Jackass. And he posts all their business. It is so easy for me. To just look this woman up. By her name. And send her a DM. I got receipts. I can send her screenshots. Share messages. Discuss moments. But honestly, tasters. I would never want to hurt. A woman like that. I would never want to see anyone hurt like that. But you know what's scary? I feel like if it was me. I don't think a bitch would give a fuck. Like, I, at one point, used to get phone calls from the other women and the women that my boyfriends were cheating on me with. It was so crazy that I used to say that they should all come together and celebrate me. They should throw me a party for how I would react and didn't pop off. Like, I was really the type, if I got a phone call from a woman saying, you know, I'm fucking your man, right? Have him. Have him. I never gave... What it is that they thought that they was going to get out of me. Like, mm mm. Have him, sis. He's all yours. I don't want him. But yeah, um, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to hit you in the DM. I'm not going to approach you. I'm not going to ask you to meet me at Starbucks so we can have coffee and talk. The only way I feel like I would do something like that. Is if there was like a life or death situation. Life meaning like a pregnancy involved. Like if I'm knocked up and the man that got me pregnant is about to play some phony shit walking down the aisle. Mm -mm, I'm telling. 
Uh, I couldn't keep that to myself. Especially if I just found out that he was getting married. Yeah, I got to tell. But if it's just me, you know, feeling the way I feel. Just like how I feel about Jackass right now. Like, he's really a piece of shit. Like, you can't convince me that this man has just changed who he is overnight. You know, I'm, I'm just going to keep it to myself. I guess if it's meant for her to find out, she will. And if it's not meant for her to find out that he's no good, she won't. And then you've really got people who believe this. How do you feel about this um, thought process, Tasters? Men are who they are for different women. They change themselves woman to woman. A man is going to be who he is for the woman that makes him change. Do you believe that? I believe that to an extent. I believe that a man will be so impressed by a woman where if he was just dating several women, he could slow down from dating. You know, or if he was just unlucky in love or not feeling it with somebody, there's a woman that can make him say, fuck everything that I thought I felt before. I'm in love. I believe that. You cannot convince me that a man who was chasing after bitches, telling lies, trying to fuck everything, trying to fuck everything raw, fuck it, put it out there, trying at least, whether he did or not, um, that a nigga that was doing all of that on March 1st is a different type of man by June 1st, wedding day. I'm not buying that. You can't pay me to believe it, and I won't believe it. So anyway, tasters, yeah, we're going to end it at that, um, with that portion of it. So that's how I feel about number one and jackass number two. Now, um, again, the jackass, the reason why I feel the way I feel, he was an all-around asshole. Not just in relationships either. His public persona was that of an asshole you can actually like if you know who he is my tasters who are very close to me you know who the asshole is that i'm speaking of and if you don't hey you don't have to know just in general again he's a public person he's out there and he's actually gotten into back and forths online regarding his views on love and romance and relationships and i just wonder like your fiance didn't see all of this like they eat him up on like really public platforms like they'll post some of the stuff that he tweets about and his tweets are like i know you fucking lying type tweets like this is what you feel about love and relationships as a man and somebody's about to marry you but um anyway again sorry for homegirl i pray that he is a better man for her or at least is has finally gotten his deceitful practices on point. And I know that sounds fucked up and terrible to say, but whatever he done swept under the rug or hid from her, I hope it stays hidden. I really pray that they don't buy a big house and you know that there's just a trap door that she trips over one day and a ton of skeleton bones come falling out. I feel like his skeleton bones, they won't even be human. He's such a piece of shit. I feel like the skeleton bones that'll fall out of his closet would be like old dinosaur bones and shit. And, um... Let's talk about being told that somebody from your past is getting married. You know, people are affected differently. Um, but one thing I will say about the first one, I say that when I found out that he was getting married, it was nice to know. And again, I was happy for him, but 
I don't want to walk down the aisle with him. Meaning, sometimes exes or men and women from our past get married that we are mutual. We all share mutual friends. And I feel like our job as friends are not to overshare. For instance, number one and number two, they have somebody that we're both close to that was a guest at their wedding, a friend. I don't need to know what their song was that they danced to. You know, what, what is that song, the y'all love song that y'all dance in the middle of the floor to? I don't need to know what type of cake was, you know, the, the, the it was the best cake ever. That it was like chocolate drizzle with real cake inside instead of crumbs and it was all ice cream. Or that they had three, four cakes. I don't have to hear that. I don't want to know what cologne you helped him pick out on his wedding day because this is somebody from my past and whether I'm happy about them getting married or not there's just certain things that I don't need to know like I feel like as friends when that happens it's our job not to overshare and I'm putting it out there for myself if any of my tasters that I'm close to or cool with know any of my exes or any man from my past is getting married and you're going to the wedding, I don't need all the details. Just keep certain things to yourself. I don't need to know who showed up. I don't need to know who didn't show unless I ask. Now, sometimes we do get crazy and nosy and want to know things. If I ask and you care to share, share if I ask. But if I don't ask, don't share too much. And that's about it. But, um... The I know you fucking line. Do I have a I know you fucking line? Or a boy have I ever? Hmm. Let me take a sip. And think on it. Okay, not even for myself that I know you fucking line. You know what? I'm going to put a I know you fucking line out there when it comes to marriages overall. To my tastes, here's a question. What do you think about people that really stand up at weddings once the pastor says anybody who has any objections to these nuptials, to these two getting married today, speak now or forever hold your peace? That's my I know you fucking lying. If I, when I do get married and somebody is bold enough, brave enough, fucked up enough to actually stand up and speak out, or, you know, you got people to think it's funny to cough, clear their throat or something after the pastor says that or the priest. I don't find it funny. I feel like my whole wedding is stopped, even if just for a moment. And I'm going to give somebody a good talking to. That'll be the wedding of the century, which you'll never forget. Because when I hear about people doing that, that is a I know you fucking lying that, that just lasts forever. Now, how do you live with yourself after that? I've seen videos, and it's always women. I've never seen a wedding where a man did like Montel Jordan. Remember in the Montel Jordan video for his song, Must Have Been? Must Have Been C-R-A-Z-Y. Ooh, that wedding and scene video for that song was so nuts. Anyway, he was the wedding crash. Yo, fuck Montel Jordan. Let's think back to one of our favorite episodes of A Different World. Remember when Whitley was getting married to Byron and Dwayne crashed the whole shit and he jumped up. It's like, will you have me? They're having the whole Richard for Paul, baby, please. And ruined they shit. 
That's how I know you fucking lying. Tasters. What you think about that? And as you as a guest, even if it wasn't your wedding day, how would you feel as a guest to see something like that? Would you just sit there with your popcorn and champagne glass in your hand just watching? Or if you were real close to the person who, you know, was being told on or, or ran to, would you try to intervene? Me, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> but again, that's a, I know you fucking lying. People that jump up and stop weddings, more power to you. I guess kudos to you because that is a brave move. Because again, it's going to be a real bad day for the brother or sister who decides to jump up if that happens. And um, stop my wedding. Unless it's Idris Elba. Now, if Idris decides that he wants to stop me and my Batman or whichever man from putting that ring on and making me his, then, you know, things might change. Well, anyway, Tasters, that is that for this episode of Tasty Top Picks. I really enjoyed talking to you. And let me know. Send me... um. Again, email mizironbox at gmail.com. Let me know if you are looking forward to any upcoming weddings or, you know, getaways. How do you all feel about destination weddings? Have you been to any? I've honestly been to one destination wedding. It wasn't very far, but um, it wasn't, it, it was out of, it was out of state. It was a beautiful wedding and um, I loved it, but I've never been a guest at a destination wedding out of the country. What do you think about those destination weddings, Tasters? Let me know. So email me, DM me. You can send me messages on Spotify. I've mentioned that before. And leave reviews. Like I said, get on Apple. I'm waiting for my Apple review. Review me on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Let the world know what you think of Stella Bella Fonte. And again, speaking of what you think about Stella, going to direct you again to episode 100, Views of an X. On all streaming platforms, same way you find Tasty Topics, you will find episode 100 of Views of an X. And that's going to be it for me. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and thank you for joining me at my table. Bye.